Park Hopping Podcast number 30. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 30, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that anyone can have their own podcast. Previously on the Park Hopping Podcast, I had a tongue-in-cheek look at some of the rejected podcast ideas that didn't make the Park Hopping Podcast. And if you thought some of those were pretty bad, you should hear the ones that I didn't use. Today I wanted to start by returning the shout-out to Bob and Lou over at the Beyond Main Street Video Podcast, where you can see all kinds of really cool videos that uh, whichever one of them goes to Walt Disney World four times a year took at Walt Disney World during his most recent vacation from, I guess, about two weeks ago. And if anyone out there is subscribed to the Beyond Main Street video podcast and is trying to play them on a video iPod but encountering problems, drop the guys a note, because my player was having problems with the most recent episode, which plays fine on the computer, but it would lose audio and picture a little ways into it. So um, maybe I'm the only one, maybe I'm not. But if I'm not, great, tell them about it, and maybe we can figure out what's going on. Next, I'd like to say hello to Terry, who wrote in, quote, I'm trying to convince my family to reschedule our planned trip to Anaheim. We had planned to be there in June, but I want to wait until Pirates reopen. We go to Orlando every year, but this will be the first and probably the only family trip to Anaheim. I want to convince my family that the Anaheim Pirates is sufficiently different than the Orlando version that it's worth a reschedule. I'd like them to listen to your ride-throughs of both versions of the attraction. End quote. Well, yeah, thanks for that, Terry, and it's definitely worth waiting. I mean, after all, if you go to Disneyland and you don't get to ride the original version of Pirates of the Caribbean, it'd be kind of like having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without the peanut butter and the jelly and quite possibly without the bread. So good luck with that, Terry, but letting other people listen to me is probably only going to convince them that you like Disney maybe a little too much to be healthy. Thanks for writing either way. Next... Proving that podcasters like to listen to other podcasters, Ray, the author of the Bear Necessities segment at the Let's Talk About Disney podcast, writes in to say, quote, If imitation is the highest form of flattery, then parody is the second, end quote. This would be in regards to my mention of the Let's Talk About Six Flags podcast last time, which, of course, doesn't exist. Well, actually, by the time I've said that, it probably does. Moving right along, I got an email from someone named Jay from a very scary-looking email address, which I'll explain at some point in the future. And Jay wrote, quote, I've been a big fan of both Renaissance fairs and Disney for a long time, end quote. This, of course, means Jay's one of those folks that goes to my Frapper map and puts in the colored pin that means he listens to multiple podcasts that I do, which is kind of neat. Jay also pointed me to a whole bunch of uh, interesting Internet resources where various types of multi-angle home videos have been spliced together and audio files and all kinds of stuff. I'm really serious. There's pretty much anything you could possibly imagine is out there on the Internet, legal or otherwise. And it's kind of amazing realizing there are places you can go and download, you know, 13 CDs worth of uh, Disneyland audio that goes well beyond some of the official stuff that Disneyland has been released. Off only I had time, but I'm too busy making podcasts to spend my time downloading stuff. Oh, well. Okay, uh, next, Ethan in Virginia wrote in to let me know that there's an interesting way you can obtain 3D glasses, the types that will work with my park hopping 3D video podcast. Apparently in some markets, boxes of Honey Nut Cheerios have a pair of red-blue 3D glasses right on the box that you can cut out and use. Now, sure, you can use them to look at the 3D stuff on the box itself or on the website, but it's probably more interesting to use them to look at 3D ride-throughs from Disneyland. 
Now, I checked here in Iowa, and we don't have the 3D boxes yet, so they may or may not be available in your market. So if you go to your grocery store and you can't find Honey Nut Cheerios with 3D glasses on them, pick up a box of the Pirates of the Caribbean cereal with Captain Jack Sparrow on the cover, because I know Johnny Depp loves the fact that his face is on a box of cereal, and he's not even an athlete. Oh, one more thing. Ethan did add, quote, Though I do have to wonder, if this is another crappy podcast, what does that make me, end quote, and then signed it, your number one crappy listener. Hey, no offense, everybody. I think the listeners are fantastic and certainly not crappy at all. After all, if it wasn't for listeners, I'd just be talking to myself. And I do that a lot as it is without all the fancy equipment. And speaking of listeners, I heard from William next door in Illinois who wrote in, quote, how can I be mentioned in your podcast, unquote? I'm not sure, William. Let me work on that and I'll get back to you. Now, I've had a number of other emails sent in, questions, photos, uh, audio files, and things like that, and I'd love to read them all here, but then I really wouldn't have any listeners, well, except for the people that I read their email. So, you know, if I didn't read anything from you, it's not that I don't like you, it's just that I don't have time for you, or, or rather, I, uh, well, you know what I mean. So, let's get on with the subject for today. Now, I'm going to make this as quick as possible because uh, one of the podcasts I downloaded this week was two hours long, so I have to kind of give up some of my time so the fabric of the potosphere is not ruptured by that intensely long podcast. It's a good thing I locked Doctor Who, or I might not have been able to get through it all. Today, I want to talk about a Fantasyland attraction that didn't exist at Disneyland and doesn't exist in Walt Disney World in Florida. It's Pinocchio's Daring Journey. Now, Pinocchio was added to Disneyland during the 1980s redo of Fantasyland. It's an attraction that wasn't originally there. It has never been built in Florida. Turns out it actually does exist over at Disneyland Paris as Les Voyages de Pinocchio. And this is something that I didn't know. Of course, I haven't been there and probably can't read French enough to make out most of the website. But I have a ride through here and I wanted to talk a little bit about the attraction because a lot of folks that listen to this podcast that are East Coast natives, or at least they spend most of their vacations going to Walt Disney World, probably have never experienced Pinocchio. Both Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and Disneyland do have a Pinocchio Village House restaurant that, depending on the mood and the coast, either serves hamburgers or pizza. At Disneyland, it's kind of a nice little separated restaurant, and at Walt Disney World, it has a glassed-in area that actually looks down into It's a Small World. Disneyland's is actually right next door to the Pinocchio attraction, more or less. Disneyland also has kind of a Geppetto's workshop um, store, which have, well, actually, it's not really selling Pinocchio-related stuff right now. It was um, a history of names for a while. It was a doll shop, various things like that. So there are a couple of non-Pinocchio ride Pinocchio things in both parks. Now, there's actually a very small story about the Pinocchio Village House, if I can remember how it goes. Now, this was pointed out and shown to me by a friend of mine who's managed to go to all four Magic Kingdoms. Oh, gosh, you know, there's a fifth one in Hong Kong now, so I wonder if he's gone to that one yet. Hey, Mark, if you're out there anywhere, drop me a note. Let me know if you've made it to Hong Kong. Anyway, he pointed out that when they remodeled Disneyland and did the painting on the interior, there's an exit sign above one of the doors going out. And it couldn't be in the center of the doorway because of some kind of support beam or something like that. So it's actually offset and it's a little bit to the left. And what the Imagineers did is they actually did a drawing of um, 
of the cat. Oh, what's the cat's name? Figaro the cat. And he's kind of pushing or pulling the exit sign as if he's trying to make it line up in the center. Now, years down the line when they opened Disneyland Paris, or was it Tokyo? I think it was Disneyland Paris. They were actually able to get the um, sign centered. So apparently at that version of the park, that exit sign is there, and there's a very happy-looking Figaro next to it, as if he's giving the thumbs-up or the OK sign, going, OK, we finally got the exit sign where it goes. So the reason I mention this is if anybody can hop out to Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom in Florida and find this exit sign at the Pinocchio Village House and send me a picture of it, I'd be curious to see it, because I think I heard this story long after I actually um, had been to Walt Disney World, so I'm not sure if I've ever paid attention to that. For some reason, I feel like I might be digressing. So let's go ahead and hop aboard our ride vehicle and experience Pinocchio's daring journey from Disneyland in California. All right, this recording was made on January 13th, 2002 at 4.48 p.m. if you care. It was recorded on Digital 8 videotape, so the audio source was digital. Would have been nice if I would have had some kind of iPod recorder back then. Now, the Pinocchio's Daring Journey entranceway has a little figure of Pinocchio up above it, a little uh, non-motion puppet. And you go inside, see some posters for Stromboli's marionette show, and you can actually look through an archway and see a frame with a picture of Pinocchio above it, and the vehicles pass behind that, so it's kind of like you're looking at to a stage. You zigzag around for a little bit, then you get to the loading area with a nice painted mural of Pinocchio behind it. And the vehicles look like they're carved out of wood, and each seat's two by two, so four people per vehicle. We hop in, lower our lap bars, and we prepare to go forward. We can actually see outside the building through a doorway, but we turn immediately to the right. Some other doors open, and we see a stage with Pinocchio, not on strings, with two marionettes dancing beside him that are on strings. We turn to the right, and we open a Stromboli door and go into a dark area. To our right, we see the large Stromboli figure. We turn to the left, and we enter a large cage that starts lowering down. We go through the cage into the next scene, and we see Jiminy Cricket. We turn to the right instead of listening to Jiminy Cricket, and we head towards Pleasure Island. The door is open, and now we are surrounded by black-white stuff everywhere. Cakes and candies and carousels and fireworks and carnival games, carnival rides. We spin to the right, spin to the left. We pass popcorn stands. Test your skill games. A lot of psychedelic black light things, jugglers. We turn to the right. Kind of really hard to describe what's going on here. After a while, the fun wears out, and we start going into the darker, seedier side of Pleasure Island, and we see that the cakes and candies are kind of rotted. In front of us, we see one of the uh, friends of Pinocchio that turns around, and he's turned into a donkey. We turn through some dark alleyways, and we see some containers that now contain donkeys, which were formerly little boys. Jimmy Cricket tries to lead us away from this dark and depressing section. We're outside and we see seagulls flying, and we turn to the right, and up comes Monstro the Well. We turn to the right again and we see Geppetto. He's 
Standing up on the ledge with his lantern, we turn to the left, open a door. We see Jiminy Cricket lowering from the stars in the sky down below. Up in the sky, we can see the star of the Blue Fairy. We pass through some doors that lead us into Geppetto's workshop. And as we glance to the right, we see the Blue Fairy. And she waves her magic wand over Pinocchio on his bed, and then she vanishes right in front of us. We see Geppetto next to the real-life boy, and we go through his workshop seeing various toys, clocks, rocking horses, marionettes, all kinds of things moving through this house as we zigzag through it. And then we pass a final the-end mural of the Blue Fairy. We turn to the right, and we're back to the unload area. There we have yet another short and sweet classic Disneyland Fantasyland dark ride. Now, thanks to listener Steve in the UK, I can now play an audio ride-through of the Disneyland Paris version of Pinocchio, which is very similar, but quite different because, well, listen, you'll see. Or hear. <laughs> about you, but I think that sounded a lot like the same or at least very similar show order of the Disneyland version. So it'll be neat to finally get out to Disneyland Paris someday and ride it firsthand. But for now, I guess the audio is the closest I'm going to get. So once again, I'd like to say a big thank you to Steve in the UK for recording that ride through, sending it to me and allowing me to play it for everyone else out there. Thanks a lot, Steve. It's really appreciated, even though you did send me clips from Phantom Manor and Pirates of the Caribbean and all those other great things just to make me jealous, probably. Well, lots of stuff to get through in the future, I suppose. 
And on that note, next time you're there, be sure to take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, do some extra recordings, because you never know when something you like, love, or hate might go away and never be found again. I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 29,000 digital pictures I've taken at Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and other theme parks across the country, as well as dozens of downloadable videos, including the video for the Disneyland version of Pinocchio played earlier in this podcast. And if you want to drop me a note, you can write to me at podcast at DisneyFans.com. This has been the Park Hopping Podcast, show number 30, Pinocchio's Daring Podcast. Thanks for listening. Another Crappy Podcast production. Be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting...